Hey, hockey moms, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. And now a word from tonight's sponsor. Hey, hockey moms, that time of year again. Let's get on to 24hockey.us or 24hockey.ca, the place to go for all your hockey apparel needs. Official sponsor of the Blue Line Hockey Club. We support 24 Hockey all the time. We love their gear. We got their hats, lids, hoodies, you name it. If you got somebody that needs a great Christmas gift, 24hockey.us is a place to be. Use promotion code 12BL8C15OFF for $15 off your entire purchase. So use that code 12 BLHC 15 off. Check them out. 24 Hockey, where the culture. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. We've got episode 39 tonight. We got the usual suspects with us Patrick Uncle Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And the all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. He too. What's up, D-Train? Yes, we know. And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club, Mark, the Dr. Morley. Oh, doctor. Very special guest sitting in with us tonight, Maddie Hendricks from the Minnesota Wild. What's up? How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks right. for coming on, Matt. So yeah, I guess I like you, uh, you didn't knock too. one down in the woods tonight if you made it to the show on time. No, no, I didn't. You know, I'm more out there just to get a little R and R. Get away from the that's kids. What that, yeah. my, that's what I tell all my buddies anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing was moving tonight. It's uh, it's tough playing hockey and trying to be a professional hunter as well. So. <laughs> another another unlucky night for me. A little too yeah, cold for those guys to be moving around. What's that? A little too cold, maybe for them to be moving too much. Well, they usually move when oh, it's cold. Yeah, and I think it's the the opposite. We're getting some south southwest winds coming up through Minnesota right now, so it's warmed up. It's, for this time of year in December, we're sitting around 27, 26. You know, that's kind of been our low at least throughout the day. I know it dips down a little later at night, but the sun's setting at five. So I got out of the woods today. It was twenty seven degrees. Bird. That's warm this time of year. <laughs> Heat wave. Yeah, in Minnesota anyway. <laughs> Heat we're wave. Up in right. New York. <laughs> it's, a, it's a heat wave. Are you guys, where are you guys in, are you in North Carolina? I am. Pat's in North Carolina. The rest of us are in like far upstate New York near the Canadian border. Where Bogotian's oh, from. Okay. I'm in New York, Canada, oh, New York. Christina. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I know that neck of the woods. I want to get out there and do some bass fishing. You're a big fisherman, right? Yeah, I love fishing. Anything outside, I'm going to have fun doing. Do you and Bogo go fishing this summer, past summer? Yeah, I got to give that guy, I teach him a... I teach him a lot. I can't give him all my tips, but, uh, you know, he, that guy, uh, he, I just talked to him two days ago and he is just so upset that he hasn't been fishing at all. So <laughs> I know he's, he's in a, being in Buffalo. I know he can get out on that big lake and catch a lot of walleye and stuff, but I, they've had a busy schedule this past month. I think, I think he was saying something like 19 games in 30 days. So that's, that's pretty busy. Well, that is busy. That's what's that toll like uh, traveling all the time and like you had that 17 day away game stretch and that put a toll on you? Yeah, it beats you up quite a bit. I think, uh, you know, when you're playing every day at home and you're sleeping in your own bed, eating at home, taking care of the body that way, it's not quite as much of a struggle. But when you're, when you're getting on the road, and you know, for us, I think the hardest, the East Coast seems pretty good because you're just kind of moving up and down the coast playing teams. But when you get out on that West Coast, you're, you feel like you're playing in mountain time, then you're playing on the coast, and then you might be back in mountain time. And 
flights are, you know, two, three hours pretty much on average. So that beats you up quite a bit. You're not getting in until, you know, probably two, two in the morning, usually three in the morning and getting up the next day and either playing to backs or you're having a practice. It wears you down. Yeah. So, uh, you're 37. I think you're right around like maybe a year younger than the rest of us here. I think the same age as Pat, but, um, yeah, you know, I like we can't even think about playing a men's league, let alone NHL. <laughs> How's that? Uh, yeah, well, I, I was going to say a stupid joke, but I shouldn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know what? Getting, uh, getting long in the tooth for sure for this league now, it's gotten so much younger, but I still love playing the game. It's it's still my, my number one passion by far other than being at home with my wife and kids. So, Matt, um, you know, I, I'm like five months older than you. I'm a 81 birth year, too. Okay. Um, and most of us, like I said, they're a year older than you and I, but uh, we played hockey all the way up. We played college hockey. We played um, some, you know, juniors in Canada. And, you know, when we were younger, um, we could do the clutch and grab and the hooking, you know. Right. And we've been talking, you know, lately on the podcast how it's kind of, you know, you can't even tap the stick anymore, and that's a slash. You know, when I was playing college, I could wrap my stick right around your gut and kind of tug on you a little bit. How have you adapted yep. to that? Because you you played you did that right in high school, and now you can't. Right. So how's that work? You know, I think for me, I was fortunate to be surrounded by some really good veteran players when I was younger. I'll say, you know, just to, to throw out a well-known name out, I'll, I love using uh, Adam Foot. He was my captain my my first full year in the uh, in the National League when I was playing in Colorado. You know, when you when you put a guy like him, he's he's won everything you could possibly win. He's played at the highest level for such a long time, and he played in those days when it was you know an all-out bar fight pretty much on the ice every <laughs> night, especially come playoff time. <laughs> so working working with him, um, whether it was penalty killing or in the defensive zone, how to cover guys and, and get away from the old clutching and grabbing. He is such a smart hockey mind that he was able to, you know, come up with other ways to cheat the system a little bit, but at the same time staying out of the penalty box. And I think that, you know, find, playing with guys like that and watching them more than listening to them, watching how they how they defend, has helped me a lot. And then obviously continue to work on your skating as much as you can in the off season because that's the number one thing. Once that starts going, then you can you can feel your career start slipping. Is that just like you know? when you kind of, you know, get a slashing penalty, is it, you know, after a while you just, you stop chirping the refs, you know, because, you know, I see some <laughs> of these penalties out there in the NHL and I'm like, holy fuck, man, he didn't even touch them. You're right. You know what? And well, we're the same as you guys. You know, the players are the same as you, whether we're playing in the game or we're watching another, another game on TV. It's every single night that, you know, we kind of just sit there and shake our heads, but we got to continue to tell ourselves that, you know, the refs are making the calls that, that they're supposed to be making, the calls that are supposed to protect the players a little bit more. And, uh, you know, that's that's the, the way, that, that's the direction that the, the new NHL, the new way of hockey is going. Yeah, we've been uh, talking about it quite a bit, you know, and the NHL trying to get more goal scoring, get uh, fans more excited about going to games and, you know, changing the rules yep. and changing the three on three overtime. And, you know, look at the game last night, seven to one. It's like, we look at these scores, like, Jesus, eight, nine goals scored in a game. I mean, Calgary scored nine, like last week. It's like, maybe we can let them touch each other again. Like, we're getting the goals out. <laughs> hey, you know. hey, hey, I'm on your, I'm on your <laughs> I've, I've never been a big goal scorer. So. But, uh, it, it's kind of, uh, best way to explain it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. 
because it sure is a lot of fun to watch hockey games now in terms of these young guys and their skill and their, the level of the speed that they play the game at. And they're, you know, Connor McDavid, arguably the most skilled, fastest player in the game today. And to be able to watch him do what he can do at such a high level, at such a high speed, it's incredible. You know, and I, you got to think back to, you know, Mario Lemieux, for example, talking about we got to get rid of all this clutching and grabbing so guys can play the game, the skilled guys can play their game. You know, it's 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 not as easy to win hockey games in terms of being just defensively sound anymore because, you know, you can't do what you used to be able to do. But at the same time, I understand why the fans are – a lot of fans are enjoying to see the, the offensive side of it a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's very exciting. At first, I didn't really like the three-on-three overtime. You know, it's like, Jesus, you play, play a hard-fought game. It's tied at the end, and it's just like whoever gets the break in overtime, you know, seems to kind of win those games. But it is a lot of – Right. You know, scoring chances. When I when I uh, when I was first getting into the league was when they when they went to four on four and I said, Oh, this is gonna be great and just like you said, the games are over just like that. Right away, right away. Well then teams start adjusting and learning how to play four on four a little bit better. Trying to get, you know, the opportunity to go to the shootout to win a hockey game and next thing you know it's just as defensive as the five on five game was. So, you know, they go to three-on-three, and I'm thinking, well, the same thing's going to happen. You know, kind of, uh, it it hasn't to that extent. You don't see quite the defensive play. I I think from team games that players are just going for it now. They want to win that game in overtime. They don't want to go to the shootout. No. They they get an offensive opportunity, and that defenseman, whether there's one or two, usually there's only one defenseman out there with two forwards. That is usually the most offensive defenseman they have on the team. And he's jumping in the rush, and he's getting in there trying to score an offensive goal. And if there's a turnover or a save or a puck shot wide, it's going right back the other way. So there's not uh, there's not the defensive side of, of overtime like I thought there was going to continue to be. Um, speaking of Connor McDavid, Matt, um, you played with some big names uh, like Ovechkin, right? Um, what's it like playing with him? And who are some other big names but, you played with? Well, I, you know, I played with a lot of that crew that's in Washington, obviously. He's always the biggest name out there. I got to play a little bit with Joe Sackick in, uh, in Colorado. Unfortunately, he had a career injury that, you know, when I made it there full time, I wasn't able to play with him. So that, that was kind of tough on me. Being a Minnesota kid, I remember the North Stars leaving Colorado became one of my teams. I wore number 19 for most of the, my, my minor league career because of Sackick. So I was, that was kind of a kick in the teeth, but um, <laughs> from there, uh, obviously, Ovi um, loved playing with uh, Shea Weber and uh, Pekka Rene in Nashville. Yeah. Two just outstanding athletes and players and learned a lot from them, had a lot of fun playing with them. And obviously, moving up to, to Edmonton, got to play with Taylor Hall, who was a great talent, but you know, I don't think anybody quite tops the charts like Connor does. Um, Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler last year, Patty Line last year in Winnipeg. Um, but in terms of being able to do everything offensively, uh, number ninety-seven, it's hard. It's hard to uh, to beat him in anything, whether yeah. it's speed, stick handling, passing. He doesn't have the greatest shot in the world, but he's, he's dedicated to it, and he he can score. Yeah, he's on another planet. He's on another planet for just sure. Some, just some average Joe's. You're naming off there. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. I've been, I have been so spoiled, you guys. Believe me. <laughs> it's kind of weird uh, though. Looking looking back at your career, Maddie, it's you know, you kind of broke in, you know, to like on a kind of a semi permanent basis to the NHL back in 2010, right? But yep, yep. The uh, it's kind of weird. Like it's it's like a circle of life that you've had, kind of with uh, Boudreaux has kind of been like a mainstay in your career. And then looking back at like, you know, you're involved in a trade with, you know, now the goaltender that plays Dubes. on the team that you're with. Dubes. <laughs> yep. Can you speak a little bit about how that kind of works? Like it, the NHL kind of seems like a good old boy network, you know, where, you know, certain coaches or certain GMs will kind of, wherever they go, they're going to kind of bring a lot right. of guys. Yeah. No, for sure. So, I left. I played for Bruce uh, in Hershey in the American Hockey League. I was a one-way American League deal, so I had no affiliation with Washington at the time. And he was a coach that he saw something in me that kind of helped me in my career. You know, I always believed in myself. I believed I could play in the NHL, but to have a coach that's going to put you in the lineup and keep, you know, key moments in a game, and he's going to put you on the power play because of your work ethic and what you've done throughout the course of the season. We had a great playoffs. We ended up losing in the Calder Cup Finals that year to Carey Price and uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs. Mm. And I had a I had a great opportunity to go to Boston. I signed a two of my first NHL two-way in Boston. I got a two-year deal. And I had to leave Hershey. I had to leave Bruce. And it was a tough decision for me, but I thought I had a better opportunity to go there and, and get a chance to get to the NHL. Long, long story short, you know, I ended up asking for a trade from Boston after my first year. They're just not that I was unhappy. There just wasn't a whole lot of room for me to make it in Boston. There's a, they had a ton of young talent, Providence that year. They were they were going to get the you know the the nod before I was for sure. So I get I get traded over to um, Colorado for Johnny Boychuk, who was a struggling defenseman in the Colorado organization. He was playing in the American League, but he wasn't even playing defense. He was playing right wing on the fourth line. <laughs> I get yeah, so I get swapped for him. I end up getting an opportunity to play for the Avalanche first NHL experience. Johnny goes over to Providence, ends up winning. Uh, oh, what's the? I'm trying to defenseman of the year. We'll just say that he's defenseman of the year, seventy some points in Providence. Incredible season, incredible turnaround from where he came in in, in Cleveland the year before. And then next year, I make it full-time in, in Colorado. He makes it full-time in Boston, and it worked out great for both of us. After my year in Colorado, I was debating signing back there or not, and um, kind of the business side of things took over, and it, ended up, it didn't end up going there. And then there's a couple spots that I, that I was looking at on two-way deals. I was hoping for a one-way. You know, George McPhee calls from Washington and said, we'd like to bring Hendy in on, like to bring me in on a, uh, on a tryout. So I'm talking with my agent thinking, gosh, you know what? I've got opportunity. I've got contract offers from these other teams. They want me to go into Washington on a tryout. How the heck, how am I going to turn down actual an actual contract for a tryout? Right? Yeah. I remember sitting there thinking, and and uh, I, I talked to Bruce on the phone, and he said, Andy, you know, you know how I feel about your game. You come in here, you have a good training camp, you show management that you belong on this team. You're gonna have a good spot here. So I, you know, I took his word for it. I went in. I did have a good camp. That was on me. But after that, you know, Bruce stuck to his word. I, I had a, I had a good role, good niche on that team. I, I ended up working 
that one-year deal into a, another two-year extension. So I ended up playing there for three years. And then uh, I took, uh, I went for the money in Nashville, got oh, traded yeah. uh, early for Dubnik. Dubnik's on to Nashville, played, <laughs> played two games, ended up getting shipped over to Montreal, sent down to the minors. You know, he was kind of, he was kind of flatlined from that point. He was in, he was in a tough spot. You know, I was looking at myself thinking, man, I'm in a tough spot. I just bought a house with my wife and kids, four-year deal in Nashville, no state tax. Life was great. And I get traded that. It was just, you know, they were sitting at the bottom of the barrel and it was, it was tough, but you know, I, I found, I was able to play with some really good players there met some outstanding people, you know, in the organization and, and in the city, friends and neighbors. And it was a good overall great experience for me. And then last year I was trying to get signed here back in Minnesota and it didn't work out. I ended up going to Winnipeg and it's funny how you say, you know, it's such a small world. Paul Fenton ends up getting the general manager job with the wild. And he, and I had a great relationship in Nashville and next thing you know, I'm, I'm signing here in Minnesota. So it's, uh, it's been a great uh, a great career for me so far. I want to tell you guys I got ten years left in the tank, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Barely getting out of bed right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, it, is, it really is a small world. Yeah, I don't even know how you're still doing it, Matt. You know, we're the same age, and fuck, I can't even go for a mile jog. <laughs> yeah. Are you sitting in ice you know bath constantly? I. I I'm not uh, I'm not treating the body like I'm 30. I'll tell you that. For <laughs> I try to take diets a little bit better. I try to take care of myself. I try to get more sleep, all that good stuff. But I think the big thing for me is I just really love it still. Yeah. I love going to the rink, the camaraderie in the locker room. Everybody's giving everybody shit. We're having fun. We're win- you know when we're winning hockey games, it's great. And that's uh. You know that's what keeps me going. the The summer training isn't nearly as much fun as it as I remember it being. If it ever was fun, <laughs> that's, that's gotten a lot harder. You know, you get up at six thirty in the morning Monday through Saturday, and you're in the gym at seven. And it's just that's that's been the the hardest thing. I I can tell you that in the last two summers for sure, continually doing that has has been the hardest thing. But in terms of the hockey side, I I still really appreciate it. Matt, is there anyone in the NHL right now that you would uh, think twice of dropping the gloves with? Oh, yeah, there's a number of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's a number of guys, but uh, in terms of the, the biggest, baddest guys out there, I'd have to put Ryan Reeves there. Yeah, he's um, a big fucker. Up in, in, yeah, up in Edmonton. Um, there's not a ton of talk out there about Derek England, right-handed defenseman down in Vegas. I know guys don't talk about him much, but if you – if you're ever curious of who Derek England is, go back and look on, on hockey fights or something at what he did when he broke into the NHL. And that's a very quick reminder of, of who he is. <laughs> yeah. trying, so, to get I, I, We're trying to get Jory. Trying to get Jory. I'm leaving a. <laughs> what's that? Trying to get Jory. Trying to get Jory to fight Big Fucklin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, the big, the big guy. You know, he's a teddy bear, though. He's got to poke him a little bit. <laughs> Your boy Bogosian got in a few fights this year. I'm leaving you guys off the list, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Manny, um, we really appreciate you coming on, taking the time out of your schedule. I know you guys are super busy. You got another game tomorrow night, 6:30, and uh, you know it's been great talking with you, for sure. 
Hey, guys. Thank you for having me on anytime, too. I appreciate it. It's fun. All right, Matt. Thanks. Good luck, man. Take care, man. Thanks, guys. Have a great have a great one. Later. All right. Later. Yeah. Later. Yeah, bye. Matt Hendricks, Minnesota Wild, with us tonight. Uh, good inside look at his really lengthy career. I mean, this guy's been playing hockey a long time. I mean, he's talk about it. He's 37 years old, so you'd get out of college at, you know, 21, 22 years old back when he was getting out probably. And that's a long career in the professional hockey world. It's a lot of bumps and bruises and, um, you know, it's pretty cool to see him still playing. I mean, fuck, it's like, if you like all of us still playing at, at that level, you know what I mean? It's like, I can't even fathom that at this point. I mean, I guess if you were, uh, <laughs> if you had the same regiment and diet and uh, programs that these guys are involved in, maybe you'd have a chance, but I can't even, you think about that, you know, he's dating back to the same time we graduated high school, basically, and stuff like that. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess, it, you know, you know, if you, if you, if you continue to do it and don't, you know, take a break, you know, I, that's one thing, you know, it'd be tough for us to get back into it, but that's all he's been doing, you know, so he's still in shape there and I'm still going through puberty and, I was going to say, is that a voice crack? <laughs> yeah, and he talks about the love of the game and how much he loves to go to the rink and play the game. And I think that has a lot to do with the passion. And, you know, when some guys get older, they start to lose the passion a little bit and they're not working as hard in the off season because, you know, they just don't have the drive anymore. So, you know, that has a lot. Of, I'm sure he is working his ass off to keep that spot on the roster. You know, it's yeah, not, you look- it doesn't come easy at that age. You know, you got all these young bucks now, like we talked about with Connor McDavid and, you know, just even like Greenway Eck and, you know, some of these guys on the wild, you know, they're young bucks breaking into the league and, you know, was Jordan 21. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's 17 years older or 16 years older than him. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you, you look, look across all sports, man. It's all like, as long as that passion and drive is still there, that that'll keep him going. Cause that's usually like the first thing to go. Like the, the guys, I think no matter what sport you're talking about, you know, people start losing the drive and passion to show up every day and go through the, monotony of the practices and things like that so he's still obviously as you just said i mean he's he's still got the love of the game he loves showing up the ring still he still likes the work you got to put in so god bless him man yeah and he's a fighter too so he uh it's not like he's just out there grinding like everyone else he's uh dropping the gloves too and fighting some people so it's uh yeah i had a chance to see him play a few times this year so far and um you know he's been playing on that fourth line for the wild and <clears throat> been doing a good job when he's out there he's he is a grinder though when he's out there he works really hard you can tell that you know he's fighting for his spot every night that he gets on the ice and you know that's when you get to that point you know you want to be on the ice you don't want to be a healthy scratch you want to be in the game and you know so when they get out there they're they're giving it all they got and they leave it on the ice they're not you know taking any shifts off no you can't you can't afford it i can see him in a gm not a gm but upper management role or possible gm who knows but i can see him you know with an NHL team going forward, just, just because, you know, I heard a lot, you know, looking him up on the internet and um, things like that. A lot of people respect him. He's just a stand up guy. So uh, he'll be in the front office somewhere for sure. It was great talking with him. I got a funny story, a wild game. And um, I was in the family room and uh, I think the second period just started there five minutes into the period. I was still in the family room. They had free beer. So, they had a TV there, so I could watch the game. But he didn't dress that night, and I saw him sneak in with his shorts and his socks on his feet and his wild workout shirt. He came in and grabbed two hot dogs and a soda. 
<laughs> I love it. That must be that uh, diet he's talking about. Yeah, that's what it is, I think. A couple hot dogs a week. I see, real. I see the uh, lightning uh, goalies starting to practice again. He's been out 14 games with a broken foot. That's big for Tampa, and they're already on top of the standing. So um, you might be able to. See, we might see them take off a little bit. Um, I forget what their how, how many points they are ahead in the league, but uh, they might even take off even more now. Yeah, they just have so much firepower on offense. You know, it's been keeping a minute because you know they haven't had their goalie, but they've been scoring a lot of goals to uh, you know keep them in that top spot. They smoked the Rangers the other night, eh? I saw that. I watched the Rangers the other night. Uh, I forget who they were playing, but uh, they got a pretty good squad out there. They got some good players out there. Um, Hayes and, you know, obviously Lundquist, the goalie. They got Kreider. Um, They're banged up a bit. Banged up a bit right now, too. Chat and Kirk, he's injured out a couple, like two to four weeks. I did I think see Zuccarello's that. In, Zuccarello's injured, too. Uh, but after that game, um, I, I saw Lundquist talking. You know, he was saying – you know, they're a, long, they're a young squad, so he said, I hope it's kind of a wake-up call. You know, you play against the big boys, you know what I mean? You can't just show up to the rink thinking that you can play with anybody all the time. You know, you got to maybe bring your big boy pants once in a while. So, it's uh, he, he, you know, he, he was kind of quoted as saying he, he hopes it's kind of a wake-up call. But Yeah, I think what about, what about Ovi? He got his uh, 21st, hat, 21st hat trick, man, NHL hat trick. That's shit. Yeah. That's huge for a 33-year-old. You know, most people are, you already reached your pinnacle at 30 and you're starting to go down the other side of the mountain, but he just continues to stay up there and, you know, just produce for that team and hat tricks. And, you know, he's already got 20 points or 25 points uh, this year. Um, He's just ripping it up. He's a, he's a player. That's for sure. Yeah. They beat the, beat the wings pretty good. Uh, Another side note on the Wings, though, they've been playing some pretty good hockey the other night. They beat the Kings, and uh, Jimmy Howard had a phenomenal game. He had, had, I think it was 3-1 to they won the game, but they had 42 shots on them, 43, let in one one goal. And the Wings only had, like, I think 23 shots, and 10 of them were in the first 10 minutes of the game. So they only had, like, 12 shots the whole rest of the game, and the freaking Kings had 43. So he was uh, highlighted in... Um, on the NHL this week and or NHL tonight or whatever it's called, so he's having a pretty good week. And um, what's his name? Uh, the backup goalie that played last night um, for who now? For Detroit. Oh, um, Brenner or something like that. Sweeto. Brenner. Yeah. Say. It's not Bernier. It's uh, what's his name? I see Ovechkin though. He uh, um, he just uh, set a couple NHL milestones. Um, his hat trick put him ahead of Pavel Bure and uh, Daryl Sitter, and he's actually tied with Glenn Anderson for the 12th most in NHL history. And he actually has a hat trick against 13 different teams, and uh, he actually joined the list of, um, you know, a pretty big list with Brett Hall, Mario Lemieux, Mike Bossy. Uh, joined the list of 12 players who have accomplished that feat, and um, he's just he's just on fire, man. I think that. Winning the Stanley Cup took that big elephant off his shoulders, and now he's just like, you know, free falling, just out there having a good time, um, and just enjoying his NHL career now since he got that he got that Stanley Cup. 
And speaking of that, the next guy they're talking about now is uh, Stamkos getting a ring. Yeah, he had a hat trick the other night. That's a pretty good feat for him as a defenseman. Yeah, I'd like to see him win a, a Stanley Cup. He deserves it for sure. These defensemen are scoring a lot of goals these days, man. Dumbo, he's on fire, huh? Yeah, he had two uh, power play goals last night. Lead, 12 goals. Leads the league in uh, yeah. defense. defenseman. Yeah. yeah, he's got 30. In 30 games played, he's got 12 goals. Um, he's doing – I think he's like – isn't he like really close to like a career – he's already close to like his single season career high, I think. And got to be. And, yeah, I mean, it's only – we only had about halfway through the season or something like that, so – He's killing it. Yeah, yeah. That's the new age, new age defenseman. You know, you got Carlson, big score, Stamkos. You know, the even going to these uh, the level four hockey clinic for USA. Um, you know, they were encouraging the coaches to coach these young kids to play other positions. So, you know, if you've got guys that are playing defense, don't play them in defense all the time. Let them play forward. And they're telling, you know, trying to teach the kids, you know, what's your position? Say, well, I line up at defense. You know, like, okay, I'm a defenseman. I just line up on defense. I'm not right. always playing defense, right? Because they want these guys to be in the play. And what they figured out is these guys can, you know, produce. You know, standing back at the blue line is is over. You know, they want them joining the rushes and getting up in the play. And if it's a, uh, you know, two-on-one, they want the three-on-one or the three-on-two. So you see a lot of times these defensemen jump up in the rush where back in the day they were, you know, they, hang, they would hang back and they'd stay on the point and they might pinch here and there. But now you see them going in the corners. You see a lot more pinching on the defensive end, too. I mean, all the time, these these uh, guys are pinching, you know. So a lot more production coming up from the DN. I see that the um, the NHL All-Star fan vote is up now. Um, so fans can get on to the NHL.com and uh, vote for the four captains of the uh, All-Star weekend, which is uh, going until December 23rd that's when the voting stops and that's out in san jose so that'll be pretty good the end of um january the um all the players get a little week off unless unless you're in the all-star game but uh, you can go online and uh vote for four cap four guys that you think should be the captains of each team so how does that work now after they pick those four guys how does the rest of the team get picked I, I don't know if that's voting either i don't know to be honest with you um the captains don't pick though do they it's not like that anymore. No, that's how it used to be. Like yeah, I don't know how they do that now. It's a good uh, good question. But it's out in San Jose this year. It's uh, the Honda NHL All-Star, January 25th to the 26th. And um, I actually saw Weezer is going to be at the um, outdoor game at um, Notre Dame. They're going to be the, like, entertainment there. Um, I don't know. Old school. I don't know which period they're going to be there, but yeah, they're going to be uh, performing there, which is pretty cool. I saw that today. Oh, you mean the band, not right after he takes a bong hit? No, no, Weezer. <laughs> oh, Weezer's headlining the entertainment for the Winter Classic at the Notre Dame Stadium. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, so that's yeah, that. Just got confused when you're talking about wheezing. Weeze, yeah. COPD. Yep. So that's kind of yeah, man. It's been been a pretty exciting week. I mean, you know, like we talk about the goals being scored, and you know, we talked about it with uh, Hendricks, and you know, just watched the wild game last night. Another eight goals scored, and it's just amazing how many goals are being scored. It must be tough. I mean, next time we get a goalie on here, we need to talk to them about you know their confidence level because the amount of goals that get scored on them, you know, where it used to be three two, two one, one one, one zero, you know, whatever. 
But when you're letting in seven goals, you're like, Jesus, man, it's got to put a toll on you. Yeah, I guess so. We got to get dubs up in here. Dubs, we'll get dubs on. Um, Stalock's been playing well, too. Yeah, Stalock's up there, too. I mean, you can put either one in there and be pretty confident to win the game, you know. Um, whatever one gets the bounces, but Stalock's, man, he's every time he's in there, he's doing pretty good. Um, I see the Penguins and Blackhawks are tied tonight, 3-3. Um, just started the third. Flame, the Flyers are beating the Flames. That's pretty big. Um, second, end of the second. And uh, the Golden Knights actually beat the Islanders. And then the late night game is the Stars and Ducks. So got a couple games tonight. Um, but uh, big game tomorrow. Yeah, just, to, just to touch on that, it's 3-3 in that, in that game here, the Blackhawks and uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh game. You know, I bitched about it before, about the three-on-three overtime. But now that I'm watching more games and getting more involved and, you know, watching games every night, it's actually pretty fun to watch. Yeah, you know? it is fun it's, to watch. Like, every 30 seconds, there's a scoring chance. <laughs> you know, and some of these goalies are standing on their head and they're stopping the puck. But, I mean, it's like two-on-one, three-on-one. You yeah, know, it's back exciting. Breakaway. <laughs> it's, uh, it is pretty exciting to watch. You know, I just feel bad for the team that, you know, loses because they fought all game and then it's like – you know, like he, like Hendricks was saying, you know, you go down on a two-on-one or whatever, and puck bounces the other way. The, you know, the guy hanging high goes down on a breakaway and scores. Game over. You know, so it just changes so quickly. Either team can win at that point pretty easily. So, and uh, you know, I like the shootouts too. That's that's fun to watch. So, I mean, usually if I see a tied game at the end of the third, I'm throwing it on to watch the overtime and the and the uh, shootout. You know, if I'm watching a game in the second period and I see a game ending, I watch over, I'll switch over and watch the overtime. It's so exciting now. Yeah. Going back to Tampa, we were talking. Tampa's on a seven-game winning streak. Um, they're ahead in the league by six points. And the top five is Tampa's on top, Toronto's in second place, Nashville's in third, Winnipeg's in fourth, Calgary's in fifth, and then Buffalo, Washington, Colorado. Um, but that's all separated from 39 to 49. So 10 points in there, um, the top seven. It's pretty close. Tampa's kind of, once they get their goalie back, and like Mark said, their differentials plus 39. So once they get their goalie back in there, their starting goalie, and the, the way they're putting points up on the board, I think I think you're going to see them kind of separate themselves between uh, the top, top you know, the top five teams. Yeah, I mean, the cream the cream's kind of starting to rise to the top. You know, earlier in the season, I remember we were talking about some of the teams like, you know, Carolina being up there and, <laughs> I think you kind of mentioned, you know, like that. That's I, I kind of. I think I mentioned at least yeah. back then that you know that's going to kind of weed itself out. You know, that's way too early in the season to be talking about that. But now you're seeing, you know, like you say, Tampa, Toronto, Washington, Winnipeg, Calgary. The one kind of surprise though, Buffalo Sabers. I mean, to be yeah. up that high, you know, that's kind of crazy. But um, they got a lot of good players too. But it is definitely, you know, cream is rising to the top, and it's uh, everything's kind of shaking itself out now. The real contenders are up there now. For sure. I see uh, just last note here, McAvoy hit. Actually, two topics. Um, wow. Talk about that McAvoy hit, though. Holy moly. Yeah. He got smoked. I mean, we everyone in the NHL, including us, talk about, you know, the Tom Wilson hitting people, man. I think this is takes this is the cream of the crop right here. I mean, that was a dirty hit. Oh, my God. I Listen, we've talked about here how we all like old school hockey. That was that was just dirty. I mean, that was two games. I don't know. I mean, that was awful, Pat. I mean, that was, he had passed the puck. He had 
he wasn't even paying attention anymore to what was going on, basically. He just got smoked. Had his back turned to him. And, you know, to even put more gas on, you know, for the people that know, McAvoy was just coming off a concussion. So, Uh, yeah. So. And not like a two-day concussion. He was out a long time. Yeah, and those things, they string themselves together. I mean, that was just, I don't know what that was about, honestly. I really don't know. And one of his buddies or, you know, one of his teammates, you know, tried to, I think tried to fight the guy or something too afterwards, right? I mean, it was he was over, he was overmatched, you know what I mean? But it was kind of cool to see him stand up for him. But yeah, fuck, that was dirty as shit. That was awful. Grizzlick stood up for him. Uh, McAvoy and Grizzlick played together at BU. Grizzlick's a Boston boy, born and raised. Um, but yep. did you guys see Reeves hit uh, Tom Wilson? And, yes. Yep. And then That's he was crazy. signing autograph pictures of that, and he said something like. <laughs> Uh, Wilson got a taste of the jungle or something, and got, got <laughs> taste of his own medicine, right? Yeah, he got a little shit for that, so he he took all those autographs down. But uh, I thought I'd mention that. Yeah, I was watching that game when uh, McAvoy got hit. Actually, and I was like, the first thing I thought was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck he yeah. doesn't go out with another concussion, man. Because once you, like Derek said, you start stringing those concussions together, you know, your career starts dwindling. Yeah, he's a young player. I don't want to see him getting. You know, concussed and being out. No, definitely not. The Boston doesn't want to. Like that, you know, to get to get fucked up because somebody runs them into the corner and doesn't have the puck. It's pretty pretty crazy. So, you know, we talk about it all the time. Yeah, there's a lot of science that goes into the a lot of science that goes into concussions and stuff like that. But it just seems to be like I think certain people are kind of like predisposed to that kind of thing. Don't you think? I mean, because I mean. It seems it does. I don't know. It, it seems to be, you know what I mean? Because, like, it's, it seems to be, like, you know, like, guys that get them seem to get them a lot. And then, like, a lot of other guys, you know, they play, you know, like an entire career, you know what I mean, in the league, never get never get banged up like that. So, I don't know. We, I'm, we're, I'm talking way out of school because I'm way too dumb to be talking about it. Oh, I, I, seems, I think it, that's it really, true. It really seems like you're, like, either predisposed to them or you're, you're not. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the science behind it either, but there's got to be something to do with how much padding's up in that brain, you know, because basically it's your brain bouncing off your skull that gives you concussion. So some guys, you know, their genetics must be a little bit looser up there or something. Who knows, you know, yeah. we're not scientists, but yeah. got to be yeah. something like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, boys, yeah, Peter's, good episode. We, Peter's nice to miss, a, you. miss you tonight, buddy. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, we can, um, you know, just a little moment of silence for um, one of our – Blue Line Hockey Club guys, Robbie P. Peters, our IT guy tonight, couldn't be with us because they had a death in the family, uh, his wife's family. So we'll give a quick moment of silence for her. Uh, we're wishing them the best of the luck to get through that and with them and their family. And uh, thoughts and prayers go out to them. Absolutely. So, fellas, uh, big week coming up. Uh, we got Christmas coming up, so we'll be off that week, I believe. But uh, next week, we got another good interview coming for you. And, uh, Pat, we have that lined up yet? Do we have somebody that we can tell the listeners about, or are we still icing that deal? No, we got Chris Lee coming up. He played for Team Canada, uh, played a little stint in the NHL, uh, but he's coming from a hometown college of Potsdam State, Division Three, And, uh, you know, not too many players go Division Three up to the NHL and then play for your country in the uh, U.S. Winter Olympics. So a uh, pretty big uh, – story uh great kid i went to college with him and i'm pretty excited to get him on and and talk to him again that's chris lee coming on uh played a little bit in the khl so i'm sure he's gonna have some cool stories about the khl he's won a couple uh um championships over in um, 
the KHL for the Matadors. So we'll have a good good uh, podcast next weekend. So you definitely got to listen to next week. Yep, check us out next week. Uh, also get on our, our website at bluelinehockeyclub.com. We've got all of our podcasts on there, all 39 of them. So check those out. Get on Twitter. We put up uh, stuff on our Twitter all the time, same as Facebook. So if you want to know what's going on with the Blue Line Hockey Club, check us out on social media, bluelinehockeyclub.com. Give a shout, quick shout-out to the 2-4 Hockey Boys, um, 2-4hockey.us, 2-4hockey.ca. Christmas time, get on there, get all your sports gear. Um, they've got everything for all ages. So if you got a present you got to get for Christmas and you're always last minute like myself, uh, 2-4hockey.us, 2-4hockey.ca, place to be. Pat, give us the promotion code, 15% off. 12BLHC15 off. 12BLHC15 off. And you get 15 off your entire order. So if you're going to get something, throw that code in. Um, like Mark said, they got pretty sweet gear. We all got gear. Um, I'm actually got the hat on right now. So 2 4 hockey. Yep. Check them out. Also, give a quick shout out to the stadium down in Canton, New York. Uh, going to be one of our sponsors coming on to the Blue Line Hockey Club pretty soon. So, if you're looking for a place to grab a nice cold beer and pick up some chicks, head down to the stadium in Main Street, Canton, New York. Uh, it's a good place to go hang out, watch hockey, and you know, drink right. beers and make fun of people. For sure. So, check them out. And all right, boys, another good show for the Blue Liners. And until next week, keep your stick on the ice. Tell ya. Right out. Keep your head up. Matt Hendricks. Thanks, Matt. Have a good week.